Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at dvcresalemarket.com. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. Hi, this is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. Ohana means family. Family and Mickey Dude podcast means nobody gets left behind. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor... It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for this week, back in the big chair, Chuck Fitzgerald. And alongside of me are four of our fantastic rotating and spinning in their chairs, Mickey Dudes commentators. From, uh, I guess Orlando? I guess Osceola County? Actually, Orange. The w- whatever. The the one, the only, Dave Koch. I was going to introduce you guys like it was a, a basketball game, but I got distracted about two seconds in. So, Dave, go ahead. <laughs> Debbie was six, so the union sent me. Yeah, at the uh, the last dance, I've been I've been watching a lot of that because God knows what else there is there to watch. Um, and I, I was going to introduce it like a basketball game. Just didn't work out, but that's okay. From Sacramento, California, Dan Cohen. We're pollinators. Good luck following that. From uh, Illinois, Tim Schweska. Speaking of the last dance glad everybody's reminded that we all still want to be like Mike. Our team, our city, our guy. Hmm. Except for that weird time that he played baseball, but he did save the entire human race from those aliens. And, you know what? He's the only reason anybody's drinking any Gatorade. Hmm. What? He's the only reason anybody's drinking any Gatorade. Nobody drank Uh Gatorade before him. Hmm. So, so there was actually a tweet that some Canadian police force put out about a report of a alligator in a drainage ditch. Um, the public information officer that made the tweet said that the officers were ready to provide gator aid. Uh-huh. Uh, fun fact, it was only a beaver. That's not a joke, actually. That that happened. I mean, the Gatorade part's a joke, but the rest of it happened. All right, anyways, <laughs> from Scotland, <laughs> Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> just one this time. Oh, I no. the tweet, okay? I'm just reporting on the news. 
If you put it on the teleprompter, I will read it. Uh-huh. Um, so here we are meeting by the fire again for a second uh, of our newest series in the Mickey Dude's repertoire of, uh, did we have an official fancy name for this or are we just calling it uh, Keep Change Clothes? Keep plus or dump. Ah, keep no, plus or dump. Avoid. <laughs> yeah, keep plus or dump. Uh, we actually started this topic last week with the Magic Kingdom and we're going to be continuing it this week with a venture over to the Animal Kingdom. But before we oh, do that... Oh, we're not going to Epcot? Uh, should we go to Epcot? I mean, no. we could. No, we were going to the Animal Kingdom. That's been kind yep. of decided. Oh, I didn't look. I mean, I, I just assumed the schedule was because I'm I'm a last minute. I prepared for Epcot, but I can throw go on the fly. I didn't prepare for anything, oh. but part of that is because of our newest uh, friend of the show this week, the Wish Upon a Cookie Company, which um, I had some of these cookies today. And you know what? They are delicious. Um, it was a nice surprise. I got uh, a nice, you know, juxtaposition of deliveries from the mail lady today with a box from GNC and a box of cookies. Um, it's all they about balance. Incredible. They they taste just as good as they look. Um, so go ahead and go visit them over on Instagram at Wish Upon a Cookie Two O One which is their Instagram handle or wishuponacookie.com. Dave, do you have anything to say about them? You had, you got cookies today too, right? Yeah, my cookies just came uh, about maybe 20 minutes ago. Our mail was late today, and I have yet to open the box. You know, if this was a video podcast, we could do an unboxing. Yeah. Because it's audio, everyone's just going to hear ruffling of boxes. So which ones um, did you get? Um, well, mine are actually on our Instagram at, uh, the Mickey dudes podcast on Instagram. And my wife set up a nice little photo shoot for the cookies. Um, I am not that creative. Yeah, that was all Heather. I'm not that creative. And we received a Darth Vader and a BB eight. Now the BB eight really kind of stuck out to me because it was clearly, I'm going to say hand drawn, um, but the the details on there were you could tell done by hand and it looked fantastic. I uh, I was not allowed to eat that one. Heather claimed that one for herself. But don't forget the rule for any Mickey shaped treat. You got to start with the ears. And there's no calories. <laughs> and there's no calories, right? I mean, if you get a Mickey shaped treat, do you get? Does anyone here start with anything other than the ears? No. No, no. I mean, I, I grew up living in freedom. Of course, I start with the ears. <laughs> They're the first things to fall off straight into your mouth. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. What Steven said. <laughs> and you know what? It just saves Mickey the torture of hearing himself being eaten. <laughs> no comment. Well, that took a dark turn. So, in any case, um. <laughs> Please go visit them over at Wish Upon a Cookie um, Company. They are fantastic. They are the friend. They are friends of our show, and tell them that Stephen sent you, even though Stephen has yet to he- eat a cookie. Ever, Dave? Can we? Can we tell <laughs> them to say that Stephen sent them? Why not? All right, I'm making it up as we go. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. So for this week's topic, like I said, we are going to do. I'm going to call it keep change or close because I don't remember the clever wording that Dave said. Keep plus and, or dump. All right, keep plus or dump. Um, and, and the premise behind this, if this is the first time that you're hearing about it, we have to select one attraction from, in this case, Animal Kingdom Park to keep in its entirety. Um, we are going to plus one attraction, which we're going to keep the premise of it, but we're going to make it better. And then we're going to dump one attraction, lock, stock, and barrel. It's gone. It's a parking lot. It doesn't need to be anything else. How are you going to get a parking lot in the middle of the park is besides me. But that's what the plan is for tonight. So does anyone have any questions about this evening's topic? No. Very good. Thank you for answering, Stephen. Um, (laughs) So with that being said, and because you answered, first, Stephen. Which is going to be the Animal Kingdom 
attraction that you are going to keep in its entirety. There really only is one that you can actually keep, and it goes in line with other attractions at Walt Disney World, and it has to be Everest, uh, Expedition Everest. One of the mountains, you know, you can't take one of these things away. It's, it would have been a lot better if Disco Yeti wasn't a Disco Yeti and it was still working. But the whole premise of that ride is unbelievable. The way that the, the beast starts into it, with a way over to Nepal, uh, the ride queue, the the actual the buggies that you, you sit in, the roller coaster you sit in, and that first line up, the get drawn up that in the mountain, it's fantastic. It really is. And it's, when you get to the top and the views you can see over the park, uh, especially when you come to when the, the track's all broken up and you can just hear the birds and the the, the, word, the, the wind whistling by you uh, and you're stuck in the middle of the snow just before you fire backwards. It's just... It's, apart from maybe I would say Splash Mountain, it's probably my my favourite mountain in all of Walt Disney World. Everything's so good about it. You know, you, when you're up the up the mountain, you could be anywhere. Uh, uh, not in the middle of Florida, anything. And you, even when you stand way back at the other side of the park, you can see it. You know, I mean, it's what just under the two hundred feet. Obviously, otherwise uh, it would have to have the yeah, it is it. just under the 200 feet. I think it caps yeah. out at like 199.5. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for Stephen, that's 60.8 meters. Yeah, uh, it's big, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's glorious. It's a fantastic ride. Uh, I remember going there the first time, and it's when it was, when it was uh, still paper fast passing. They were doing it at the time. Uh, my son and I ran away across there, fast passes for everyone, uh, while they were going on to the uh, uh, the Kilimanjaro safaris, and we jumped on it just for a quick ride before we met up with them again, and it just blew my mind. You know, it's it's not one of these rickety roller coasters you you have. It's like, the story behind it, as I said, is fantastic. The pictures I've got and the memorabilia I've got in the cases as you get around the the, the queue is fantastic there's, I don't think there's any other queue that you can actually see that said so much hands on you know in research you know in all of Walt Disney World but that, that's my choice and that was, that was really a no brainer for, for Animal Kingdom well, you mentioned the queue, and that's like the Joe Rody, um yeah. calling card. Like, that is what he does. The The fantastic ride and the fantastic queue is basically the, the calling card for Joe Rody, who is the Imagineer that was basically in charge of designing um, Everest, amongst other things throughout the park. So do does anyone else have anything to add about Expedition Everest? And I think Stephen nailed it, but, you know, hit the nail right on the head. I mean, Everest is literally perfect as it is. Yeah. Apart from Disco Yeti, I forget. I don't know it's integral to the building of the the mountain. You know. And they would have to rip the mountain part out to actually fix it. But he, apart from that, it's just per- it's a, one of the perfect rides in Walt Disney World. Honestly, I don't mind Disco Yeti. I mean, all right, granted... I, I didn't start going until 2010. So the Yeti might have been working the first time I went on it and everything, but... Nope. No? Nope. Okay. Nope. Well, you you still see the Yeti. You passed it. You know, it's it's such a, it's such a fast part of the ride that yeah. if it was moving, even if it was moving and, you know, growling and like reaching out its hand and everything on there. It's so quick that you miss it for such for such a um, intricate animatronic that the way they do it with they the way they do it with the strobe light, you still get you still see the Yeti, you know, there's a thrilling moment already in there. I don't I don't necessarily think that um, I don't think that Disco Yeti takes away from that attraction at all. I think that it's just 
you know, it's an aesthetic that's there. And a lot of people, you know, they miss the Yeti anyway because if it's your first time, you don't know where to look and everything, and you still have a good time. So I think it's just, uh, it's superfluous. There's not many rides that have, especially roller coasters that have stops like that. When you've got the one at the top of the mountain, and then you've got the one where it's the sort of animation of Yeti jumping out and ripping up the track as well. Most roller coasters just go hell for leather. That's it. You're on it and you just fly. But this is one of the few that have actually got stops so you can actually see things, you know, and especially the one at the top of the mountain because you don't know what's going to happen after that, especially in your first ride. If you get there and, and the tracks are ripped up at the top and you look down from side to see, side and all you can see is hair bands that folk have fired off into the, the snow. But all of a sudden you, you fire backwards. You know, if it is your first time, it's, you're not expecting that. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And um, Dave, Everest opened in 2006. And after a couple of months, um, Disco Yeti went to B mode, which is um, Disco Yeti. Okay. So just a, a fun fact there. So thank you, Stephen. Um, Can next, I add we're one thing? Go to oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sure. I am surprised. There's no rules. Yeah. I'm in charge. Well, now that Pandora has been online for a while and – I guess Flight of Passage is the e-ticket attraction for that park. Some people might disagree in terms of that. But I am surprised that Everest didn't go down for an extensive refurbishment to fix the Yeti now that they have other things offered in that park that are just as thrilling. Well, maybe It still draws way too many people. Okay. Mm. I mean, think about, think about that throughput compared to some of the other attractions. Yeah, in- you have a point. Um, yeah, in Animal Kingdom, you, you're getting many, many, many more people per hour yeah. than you would. Okay. Um, and then if you take that down, you're just going to lose so much um, capacity for the park. Yeah. So, Tim, we are going to you next. What is the attraction that you are going to keep wholesale at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park? <clears throat> well... Uh, the attraction I'm going to keep wholesale. Uh, I figure I'm not going to go with the like the easy ones, the slam dunk. Uh, Wait, I have a guess. What? Gorilla Falls Expedition Trail. No, uh-huh. no, 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 no. So you're I, gonna get rid of your home? Well, number one, I mean, the, why why go with the obvious? Again, Gorilla Falls is perfect as is. Hmm. It's a nice walk through the jungle. There are gorillas. There are elephants. You can watch gorillas fart and throw things at each other and scratch their butts. There are no if you're not elephants. amused at that, check your pulse. What's that? There are no elephants. Sorry, ele- the, the elephants are in uh, the Asia part. My apologies. Um, is it even called Gorilla Falls They're anymore? on the safari. It, safari. Sorry, sorry. But All no, right, well, go they're, on. They're in one of, no, they're in one of the trails. You can see them on one of the trails. No. You, you can, can see the back of them, I think. No, you can't, but continue. No, no, never. Jesus, I, I, I'm sorry. I literally just confused that with a local zoo that has a walkthrough. I'm not kidding. I literally just confused it. They have a very, very uh, Animal Kingdom-like walkthrough called the River's Edge. So, apologies. Um, anyway, on with uh, my Grandpa Simpson-like rant here. Uh, I'm actually going to keep Dinosaur. I I like uh, I like the little simplistic story. Uh, it's – I like the uh, kind of the throwback to uh, the old primeval world. Um, <clears throat> I love the technology. The technology in the ride is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a very, very fun ride. Uh, it's a very sound ride. Uh, it's very low maintenance. Uh, you can keep it running very easily. Uh, if uh, it's, it's something that is always – it's going to be very easily refurbed. If something happens to a vehicle, it's easy to pull it off the track because uh, well, it's well, it's, it's trackless. You pull the vehicle off, and you add another one. It's something that's going to always constantly be going. It's a crowd pleaser. Uh, it's always it's it's something that there's always a line for. Yet it's not too bad. There's always fast passes available for it, but still in demand. Uh, it is a ride that's for all ages. Uh, I've seen. Plenty of small children enjoy it. I've seen plenty of, you know, 
uh, senior citizens enjoy it, and I've seen plenty of people my age enjoy it. Um, it's something that uh, you know you can have three generations ride together, have a good time with it. And another one where I think Disney really does knock it out of the park with uh, their theming. Uh, the queuing area is fantastic. And uh, I, I, I like the uh, I've I've always been kind of a uh, kind of an archaeology geek. I've always been kind of a little bit of a science geek, history geek. And I like the I just I, I really like the pre-show stuff. I really like the uh, everything they add in at the uh, at the beginning, uh, all the theming, all the uh, kind of the faux exhibits. And I, I really definitely I, I like how they transform into it's uh, you go from this one, you know, this kind of like this uh, like museum like atmosphere institute immediately into this very uh, kind of sterile technological set to board your time vehicle. And also, I, I still I. Uh, a very quotable pre-show, as we've as we've seen from, uh, you know, <laughs> the people you know from from the Mickey dudes. It's, yeah. uh it's it's been quoted quite a bit with us. Yeah, absolutely. Hello there. <laughs> so just um, I mean just just an overall enjoyable ride, and it's just it's something that's a good mainstay. It's it's one of those maybe it not be it might not be everybody's favorite ride. But I've never really heard anybody say, oh, God, dinosaur? No, pass, hard pass. No, I don't want to ride it. You see, now I have. So response. You're the patron saying a perpetual complaining. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, no. It's the, the thing, the thing I, don't get me wrong, I love it. But there are people out there that will say that it's a little bit too violent for them. It kind of hurts their neck and everything when they get off. And there, I, there are a lot of people that do avoid it for that reason. All right. That's all. Okay. I, no, I no, love that's, it. that's fair. Yeah, I, love, I enjoy I love the it. ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise pipes. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. funny. That's my addition to the dinosaur ride. That's definitely not our dino. No, that was definitely not our dino. All right, so Dan, what about you? What uh, what attraction are you going to keep at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park? Which I'm going to refer to as DAC. Okay. Uh, this one was an easy one for me. I I think that uh, Kilimanjaro Safari is first uh, to me. It's the most unique. You, you can only get it there. And I also think that it's now that they've gotten rid of the silly storyline, it it really truly is Whoa. a perfect ride. Whoa! <laughs> the storyline is about conservation. I'm for conservation, but like all of the like, we have to save little red stuff, like with the animatronics and the, you know the, the real I, you know, I'm I'm cool with Wilson popping up and giving us factoids, but I always thought that that diminished the value of the just the beauty of the the animals and the pacing of it was also forced in certain at certain points where now you really can go at your own pace and if the animals are doing a certain thing the drivers have a lot more autonomy to uh stop and look and and give factoids of their own i just think it's a it's a perfect ride and it's only available in one place in the whole world basically and i i just just love it. Um, I fully agree with you on this one. I was going to pick um, Kilimanjaro Safaris for my keep it. However, um, I do miss the old storyline. I, I understand what you're saying with the the pacing aspect of it. Um, it. It did also allow the Imagineers and Disney to add a couple other things to the ride. Um, like now we have the African painted dogs in that one area and literally my favorite animals in the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that did give Disney the ability to, to do that and do things like that because now they don't need the set piece of the cast member standing in front of a Jeep with an elephant butt sticking out. Um, <laughs> but I, I do agree that this is, that is almost the the beacon of the park because it is animal kingdom and it is the animals kingdom. Um, does anyone else have anything to say about, um, Kilimanjaro as far as other than the fact that it's fantastic. I mean, 
I mean, it's the first plate of port of call, really, that you get there. You know, and you head straight there. I know, obviously, different times during the day give you different aspects of the of the, the safari, but you're always told go there first because it is cooler, and you're probably going to have more interaction with the the animals. You know, going round in your vehicle. Yeah. But again, you know, there's several things that they, they do where there's the lions are actually sitting in a air conditioned rock to try and get them to be out all day. Uh, so depending on when you go, I mean, morning, noon, or night, you know, there'll be different animals out at different times, and it's a, you don't know what you're going to get. Every every ride is a different experience. No, yeah, you're 100 right. Um, but I will say this to close out uh, to close out Kilimanjaro safaris. If you could go on just as it starts to rain, that is probably the most activity you will see out of most of the animals. Or right after the rain, too. Or right after, yeah. Any time with the rain is is generally good. Um, so, Dave, where are you going to go in, in Animal Kingdom, and what are you going to keep? Believe it or not, I'm going to... George isn't at home. Anyway, yeah. not a big Seinfeld fan. <laughs> anyway, with that said, um, I'm going to keep it tough to be a bug. Actually, yes. just for the fact that it's part of the uh, weenie of the park, you know. Yeah, but you can keep the tree without the attraction, right? Yeah, I I know, but in some way, it's the essence of the attraction too, because it kind of just shows, you know, from a micro level, the uh, the it's the tree of life. So you have all of these huge mammals carved into it and everything, and you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not the biggest uh, fan of insects, but honestly, they are needed in this. They they are needed. They're an intricate part of each ecosystem and all that. So, I kind of like the idea of the theming of how they kind of just put that at the base of the tree because that's where you're going to find a lot of these insects at times. Um, I do kind of you know I'm going to kind of cheat. O- I'm going to kind of cheat over here and. Um, make this my keep and plus because I want to plus something else. So I'm going to pull a Chuck here and say that I kind of wish that when you were, you're in that little holding room where they're playing Beauty and the Bees waiting to go into the attraction, I kind of wish that they would have a bigger room over there and have an actual insect zoo inside of that that basically have a, a habitat of that features every single bug that is uh, featured inside the, it's tough to be a bug so you know you have one tank that shows the stink bugs one one that has the acid beetle and all, all of those so the dung beetles you know you, you get to, you get to kind of see them and appreciate them for what they are in their own little uh, mini habitat as you're waiting to go into the exhibit you know, some people are grossed out by bugs, so you can have a bypass area or you can actually go and see these bugs for what they are either at the beginning or end. So, but I kind of, every time I go in, I kind of smile with that one. So I'm going to keep it. It's it's tough to be a bug. Love it. Yeah, no, I'm okay with that. Um, not, Anyone have anything to add? Dave, you were pretty good on that one. Thank you. Perfect. So... I'm never wrong. I'm the uh, well. Let's not go there. So we're just going to move past Dave's last comment, and I'm going to go. And I, I can't believe that this is still on the board to be kept. Um, but I'm going to Flight of Passage, and I'm I'm going to keep that. Um, it is the newest ride at the park. Obviously, it is one of the better experiences. Um, especially with the queue. I mean, we talked about it with Expedition Everest. It is a Joe Rody queue. It is very well detailed. There is a ton to look at. You're going to be in it for a long time if you're waiting standby. But the payoff is always there. I have not gotten off of that ride and heard anyone complain. Oh, I can't believe we waited three hours for that or 30 minutes for that. Or I used a fast pass for that. Everyone that comes off that ride is awestruck based on what they've experienced on that. And that is really what that park needs sometimes um it needs that 
wow factor. I mean, you get it with the animals, but if the animals are all sleepy, are asleep because it's 95 with 200% humidity, you're just riding around in a open air Jeep for 25 minutes. <laughs> no, it's, so, it's a fantastic ride. It really is. You know, the, the ingenuity of it is, it just takes it to a new level. You know, it's, it's like soaring on steroids. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that would be a very, very, very appropriate um, description. And I, I know a lot of people have described it as as such. I've heard it like that, uh, but I've also heard it as a mix between Soren and um, Star Tours on steroids. Star Tours, yeah. Because it shakes you a little bit more? Well, yeah. it's got the goggles and the 3D. Yeah. And... See, when... When people say Star Tours, I never immediately jump to the new Star Tours. I always think old Star Tours. Like Body Wars-esque Star Tours. The thing with Flight of Passage is, I mean, I've never done the queue. You know, I've always went through the Fast Pass queue, all of which is a bit dull. Because <laughs> it is just concrete passages you pass yeah through. but when you're on the outside portion of that you have some just absolutely stunning um well, landscaping yeah I mean, I, I, I mean it's pandora the whole pandora thing is just out of this world <laughs> but it really is it's gorgeous you know what they've done with that land is just absolutely fantastic but uh on uh, would you wait three hours for it? Yes, yeah. you probably would. Yep. Yeah, you probably would. If you had never done it before, uh, I would re I would still recommend folk to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're going to move on to our next section, which is Plus It. Um, wait, and, and this is going to Yeah, he yep. picked Expedition oh, Everest. Oh, yeah, right. Dave, were you asleep? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Good morning. Well, well. Good morning. Well, I do uh, want to add one thing about... Um... About uh, Flight of Passage, though. Oh, be my guest. I would recommend, though, if you have never actually done the queue, do it at least once. Now, somebody like Steven, who comes from overseas and has limited time and get, needs to get stuff done because they don't come that often, obviously, okay, well, there, you know, that that there's the exception rather than the norm. But you are, he is totally right. You have all of your show aspects of that queue before the fast pass entrance, so. Definitely go and check that queue out. I'm done. Okay, very good then. So now we're going to move on to the plusing section. And once again, this is going to be the attraction that you want to remain in the park. However, you want to change just a little bit and make it that much better. So, Stephen, we are again going to start with you. What attraction in DAC are you going to plus? Yeah, well, that's not our dino. Uh, so I'm going to change Dinosaur. As Tim was saying, Dinosaur's a fantastic ride. It really is. It's so a juxtaposition about, and it's again, it's got the storyline attached to it, which it's not just your normal roller coaster, but Dinosaur's one of these things that it does. It fits the park, but in the same way as it themed properly in relation to. You know, the possible film that went along with it. Mm, I don't know. Uh, it's a bit of a out there. So I, 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 I like Dinosaur. I liked the film. You know, I thought that it was the, the way that they did the, anima or the, the animation for that was fantastic and the story was good. But I just feel as if Dinosaur maybe needs to a wee bit of a change up. Uh, and it's not going to be that much of a change up. Because basically what I want to do is put the ride that's in Disneyland into Animal you want Kingdom. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah. So I want to say exactly the same ride that's there. But I know obviously Indiana Jones is in Hollywood Studios uh, with the, the stunts spectacular. But I just feel as if with the new, it's a new elongated franchise. You know, there's not many folk that don't know or I'll probably even put it out there like Indiana Jones films because it's full of action and stuff like that. But 
I think with the new one that's going to be scheduled to come out as well, it, it makes into a was that a five a five series film series a franchise with a, for Indiana Jones. Yeah. Now three Crystal Skull it's never four. happened. <laughs> it it exists. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, we'll make it into five uh, as a, a, a movie franchise, which puts it up there with obviously the the big earners. And I think obviously putting that in the Animal Kingdom would be quite a good fit because obviously you're in the middle of the jungle for most of them. Uh, and as I said, it wouldn't take the, the theming of the ride would just have to change because the ride would just be exactly the same possibly as the one in, in Disneyland. So not much of a change, but enough of a change obviously to That's a pretty big change, Stephen. <laughs> It's the same ride, you know. It's the same ride. No, it's so, the same ride via the theme of it. Aye. Well, you can literally—it's—it's a—it's plusing, so he can literally take the entire building out of Dinoland and put it somewhere else. You know, if you put it in—if you put it in Amandapur, for instance, behind the, um, you know, switch the Nemo, uh, switch the Nemo uh, theater with. Uh, with the show building for uh, D- Dinosaur, and you kind of got it in that way too, because it's at the end of Amandapur, you're going back into the jungle, you know, you can just say it's an Asian jungle and do it that way. Mm, you're stretching, but okay. Mm-hmm. Blue, sc- blue skying is what I'm doing. Uh-huh. All right, well, anyone have anything to say about that? No, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> uh, all right. The Indiana Jones ride is fantastic. Okay. I mean, I've never been on it. I haven't gone out to California yet. It was uh, supposed to happen this summer. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, well, whatever. Like, it was in the pre-planning phase, gotcha. which is okay because nothing was purchased. Um, so, Tim, what about you? What are you going to plus at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park? Well, believe it or not, uh, I'm actually taking a page out of Dave's book, and I was, this is what I was actually going to do, is I am taking Navi River Journey, and I am switching buildings with Nemo uh, to put it on the back uh, the back side of Asia, and Navi River Journey is going to be converted to a Jungle Book Dark Ride. Um, okay. You will your queuing area. You will start in the man village. Uh, you will start in the man village. Uh, you will you uh, will end uh, start out in the man village. You will go into the jungle. You will meet Bagheera. Uh, <clears throat> you will then meet Baloo. You'll work your way into uh, the grasslands. You'll meet Shere Khan. Back into the jungle where you meet Ka. And there, uh, where the 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 goddess is, the the big huge animatronic goddess in Navi River Journey, that is easily converted over to a very animated and very advanced King Louis, where you go into the palace to meet King Louis. And afterward, you end up back in the grassland with the fire, and you exit your queue, uh, you exit the ride into the exit area, into your gift shop uh, in the Man Village. If uh, if oh absolutely yeah, you know there's there's no better way to celebrate you know beating Shere Khan than buying yourself a blue T-shirt so, <laughs> uh, but I I believe Navi River Journey is uh, there's a lot of technology in there that's gorgeous uh, I I love the uh, I love the animatronics of the goddess in there um, I love the setup of the ride. The pre- the the queuing area is fantastic. The ride itself is just a a disappointment. Now, may I ask you a question? Yes. Would you be doing the um, live action Jungle Book, or would you be doing the old animation one? Old animation. Okay. Not for a second did I think he was going to say the live action. Well, I'm just thinking that the the the, the King Louis as a live action one, like yeah. if you make it look like you make that look like an oversized orangutan, 
that could actually look really cool. So that's that's my only thing that I was thinking as far as that. Oh, you, oh yeah, I mean you you can still make it look you know very lifelike, but definitely make sure you give it the old school King Louis features and so sort man, of like you, Jeff. You can't take. <laughs> We got to reset. Yeah, Jeff, re- Jeff does have a wingspan. Yeah, we got to retweet that picture of King Louis's face and Jeff's same exact expression. <laughs> I have that somewhere. Well, it's that, and I mean, Jeff does have kind of a the King Louis like wingspan, being you know six foot fourteen. This is true. Uh, so, um, but you, you got to you know it's as far as far as the the original. The one thing I've always liked about it was the last. Uh, the Jungle Book's always had a special place in my heart. Uh, the Jungle Book, I believe, would have a great integral, permanent tie-in to the Animal Kingdom, obviously. Uh, the Jungle Book is very, very universally liked by a lot of people. It was also the last uh, the last feature Walt had a personal hand in right before his death. Um, <clears throat> because he was the one who pushed to get uh, Louis Prima and uh, Phil Harris into, into their roles. And obviously, you have uh, Sterling Holloway as Ka, who is just um, he, he is uh, like an iconic Disney actor. You know, obviously doing uh, the voice of Pooh, also the voice of uh, the Stork and Dumbo. So I mean, you you have so many tie-ins to Disney Anna in that ride. Then and also, of course, being in the Animal Kingdom with being the Jungle Book, and with the uh, the okay success of the live action, you would honestly get the attention of some of the younger kids with this as well. Okay. Interesting. All right, um, Dan, what are you going to plus the DAC? Well, this may be a little controversial because I think that this could be... I would not be surprised if this shows up on a couple of people's dump lists, but uh, I have a theater background. uh, I have a directing background i think that rivers of light has a lot of potential to be good and i think the technology in it is really interesting Uh, my a friend of mine is actually the person who came up with the original uh water screen technology from back in the phantasmic days he's the he's a lighting design professor at university of cincinnati um i think that the the bones of the idea are really, really good and it's just a little bit muddled and it doesn't have quite the same, uh, emotional connection that people have to some of the, the better and more popular night nighttime shows. And I just think it's such an easy fix to just sort of take the ideas and take the visual aspects of it, which I think is very impressive and just have a better writer, and a better director kind of take a pass at it and replace the music. And, and I think it, it would just be a much better show. It's still, I still already still like it. I think it's interesting enough visually to keep my attention. I wouldn't do it every time I'm there, but um, I think that there is a lot of potential. And I also just think that animal kingdom desperately needs a nighttime show that entices people to stay in the park uh past dark so that's my answer i, definitely, I think needs a, yeah. definitely needs a nighttime show as you say i don't think it's rivers of light you know i've seen it twice and neither time i was really impressed with it uh it does need something new you know if you can mix it up and put something else in it all the better and it may actually drag more folk into it. Well, you got to remember when it opened, it was drawing tremendous crowds. And however, that kind of fell off a bit. So it, it it the demand is there, the desire is there. It just needs to be better. Well, so I think this is a also, perfect. There was supposed to be a whole other level to that show. There was supposed to be these uh, dro- these uh, not droids. Uh, what are drones? drones, yeah, drones that would uh, that made different designs in the sky, and that was supposed to be something really cutting edge and and something to really kind of just differentiate that show from no other. 
and they kind of had some issues with the uh, technology on that. So um, they had to, at first, they have these uh, shaman and everything gesticulating, doing these weird things. It's like, okay, well, what? They're having a spaz attack or something when, when in reality, they were supposed to be actually controlling the dro- controlling the droids and the droids were interacting with them. So they're not like drones, sorry. So there there is there is that whole whole level of it that just there was there was a part missing right from the beginning that kind of just left something to be desired the music is absolutely gorgeous and just very relaxing to listen to uh, mm-hmm. i would enjoy that show a lot more if they're able to get the if they're able to get the water screens right a lot of times because it's it's not like it's not like the uh, closed area of um the Hollywood Bowl-esque uh, theater that Fantasmic's in, a lot of times the way the wind blows, it kind of cuts the water screens in half. And a lot of times when they're trying to do projections on the water screens, you're not getting you're not getting the entire projection. There's like a cutoff of one section of the water screens, and you really can't make out. Okay, well, what kind of animal is that supposed to be? No, I'll, yeah. I'll agree with that. Anyone yeah. else? No, I, I think you're right. I think, especially when the winds do come in, it does cut off a lot. It, it causes problems, a lot yeah. Of the, the screaming. yeah. I think what they need is okay. a lot more fire effects. That would, you know, because fire just uh, intrigues people. And it, it's hot when there's there, when it's there. Yes. Get it? Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, Dave, go on. Okay, so, uh, again... Keep in mind that I was I signed on to do this podcast thinking that we were doing Epcot today because Pat had a um, issue and had to uh, bail out, so I'm covering for Pat. So I have I'm coming up with this off the top of my head. So I'm gonna cheat again and I'm gonna pull a Chuck and I am going to plus the entire Amanda Poor area, which is the Asia section of uh, of Dak and. I'm going to do this to enhance Kilimanjaro safaris. What you're going to do is like like they have like the uh, Pirates game in Magic Kingdom and Sorcerers in the Magic Kingdom. And to a lesser extent, you have uh, Perry's uh, Platypus Adventure and the uh, Wilderness Explorers at, at, the, other, at the other parks. Um, this is going to be an interactive uh, adventure where you meet the Yeti and you learn about Asian culture by uh, using either your cell phone or something that they give you and you can basically make uh, various um, various little things happen within the within the uh, whole uh, village of Amandapur having to do with just cultural things having to do with the yeti you could even add a whole other section of this where we paid homage before to Joe Rody's queue of expedition everest you know, you, they might even offer like a walkthrough part of that queue just for people playing this game where they can see where they can see the queue, walk through the queue, interact with the queue, entertain the people that are in line. Or you could play it while you're in line and it's really and it's really a, a long wait that day. So if you have like a fast pass for, or decide to go single rider, you could still go back into the queue at your leisure and play this game and kind of learn about the Yeti. And there'll be two types of uh, adventures. There'll be one for those who choose to ride, who are intending to ride the ride. And then there'll be one, maybe there's somebody that, maybe that's too intense for somebody. So they can have a whole separate adventure, still have fun and learn about the Yeti. And maybe they have some other uh, payoffs with their, with, with, with their experience. And that doesn't include actually riding the actual train and trying to visit the Forbidden Mountain. That would be my plus. I think putting more in the Yeti into that sort of area would actually be quite good. You know, it is it's a mysterious sort of animal sort of thing. So I think, as you're saying, with the sort of cell phone, you know, interactive, you know, the, you know what it's like over in Epcot with. Uh, like Kim Possible and uh, the Platypus one. P. A- yeah. Agent P. Yeah, I mean, they're 
they're really, really popular. So I think putting something like that with a wee bit more technology in, and everybody's got a cell phone, so it, it's, it's, it brings it to the fore, you know, brings it as if you're actually, you know, doing something rather than just watching something or, or just going through a walking tour. You know, you're actually learning something about that as well, which is obviously a lot of things that I think Animal Kingdom was sort of set out for as well. It's, it's not just a a theme park, but it is a sort of educational park as well. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, and, and Dave, I will allow that. I, I I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but it's okay. Thank you. Um, so for my plus, I think I'm going to go with Finding Nemo, Nemo the musical. Um, and I'm not saying it's not good because it's fantastic. I just either want a longer performance or more comfortable seating. Or both. That would be good. Um, I, I'm really thinking of the old Aladdin show out at um, out in California where it was more of a production. Not that Finding Nemo isn't, but it was a little bit more. Um, granted, I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great way to, one, get out of the the uh, the sun, the heat, the rain, whatever it is at, de- at uh, DAC um, that you may be experiencing that day. Um, but it also opens up kids to, uh, a little bit more of a world of theater, especially with, uh, a familiar story because the, the people that are doing it are, are tremendously talented. I just want Disney to give them more of an opportunity to showcase their talents, um, with a, a little bit more of a longer performance potentially. I think that's, that's a really challenging before. Uh, go ahead Stephen. I'm going to say I think we've discussed that before the fact that these artists are fantastic you know the way that they can run about that stage and within a couple of minutes you don't realize they're actually there you know because you're so embroiled with the, the story you're so embroiled with the the fact that they're part of the animals you you just, you just, they just fade away. And if you were to say to somebody, you know, describing it, oh, these folk are running about the stage and they've got, you know, fish and uh, other sea animals, you know, they're just, you know, they're just holding them up. You would, folk would go, what? It's just, what kind of, what kind of show would that be? But you just totally forget it. Just, you just totally immerse yourself into that that show but again depends what you would what would you what would you change it to then i'm not changing it to anything i'm just saying add more right yeah. it's just plus it yeah <laughs> give dan, me a couple go. Cushions. yeah dan go uh go ahead oh i was just saying that you know it, it's a challenging show to do uh physically so the reason that they're so short is because um, I, I, a friend of mine is in, is in the show currently and has been for like 10 years. Um, and I, I've talked to him a little bit about it and it's just such a physically demanding show. Uh, and the yeah, fact I can that see they that. have to do so many of them over the course of the day, that's why they keep it to the length that it is. But I personally, I love it. I think it's, it's my favorite live show at Disney world. Um, I think the music is great. Um, it's written by the same people that wrote um, the, the Moana music and uh, the, the Lopez's. And um, I, I think it's just really entertaining. It's It's got great visuals. They sort of took the Julie Taymor Lion King concept and, and applied it in a little bit of a simpler way. But I think that, uh, so I would love to see a longer version of it, but I, I also think that it would be really challenging for the performers. They might need to like double I remember that Finding Nemo didn't have any music in it. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. So, so to have all this, you know, been put in to a show that didn't have any music in the actual film, the film, the, the songs are great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that it's bad by any means. I'm just saying I want more of it. Um, yeah, I'm with but you. Dan, that's a, that's a very good point because those... 
puppets, characters, props can't yeah. be light. They're all heavy and they're also just running around. Like so all the people who are in the ensemble, they're in the, you know, in the blue blue outfits that are they're they're doing like 10 different characters and running around and mm-hmm. uh you know, my my friend is the tail of one of the sharks. He's one of the the penguins, you know, like he does the sword fighting at one point, you know, depending on the depending on the day. So he, he goes into different, what they call tracks, which is basically, um, you know, because if he, he's, he replaces the understudies when the understudies are on. So he does different versions of the show every time. So it's just physically very demanding. Okay. I can see that. All right. If no one has anything else to add, we're going to move forward to our (laughs) final topic. And that's get rid of it. So this is going to be, or yeah, this is going to be the one that we are going to completely destroy. It's better off as a parking lot as opposed to a actual attraction. So Stephen, we're going to start with you. Which Animal Kingdom attraction would you get rid of? Well, I'm going to do uh, Dave, and I'm going to just get rid of a whole land. Uh, Wait, land you can't get rid of all of Dino Land. Yeah, Dino Land <laughs> is going to go. You know, it has to go. It's just, it's. I was saying that earlier in the day as we were discussing the show. It's just a bit of a, a cheap option, for Disney. You know, it's like, the. But that's the whole design. I know, but it's rubbish. <laughs> it's one of the things that I definitely don't like. You know, it's the 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 carnival games. It's the small stupid rides. You know, like. Primeval World, Triceratops Spin, you know, the whole Chester and Hester sort of thing. It's, I don't know, I mean, even when I went, when I, when I, the young kids and they were running around the, the sort of cage, you know, the sort of soft place sort of cage and they're mucking about with the, the sand, you know, in the boneyard. It's just, they weren't there for a very long and that was the sort of age that that was designed for. I just think that it's, too big uh, a footfall, you know, or an area to have something like that there. I just think it's really cheap, really tacky, and it could do a hell of a lot more and put a, a experience for the visitor to the to that, that area. I think a lot of folks just walk right past it, just not even looking at it because. I think they probably think the same as myself. Well, I will say this. It will not take a whole lot to change that into a parking lot because I'm fairly certain it actually is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Right on the edge. Yeah, well, I... I, It's a blacktop jungle. I'm not 100% sure if there's lines on the ground. Um, But I thought that there was. In any case... Moving on to Tim. Tim, what are you going to get rid of? Well, uh, <clears throat> I am staying in, uh, actually in Dino Land for my pick. And I am going to take uh, Triceratops Spin and throw it right out the window. Uh, yeah. Or you could <laughs> just get him to spin it faster and have it take off like a helicopter, hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, you know, launch some of the kids and parents who thought it was <laughs> worthwhile to go on such a boring boring ride uh i at least i at least understand the dumbo thing because the dumbo dumbo even though it is the exact same concept at least there's something steeped in disney history it's something that's been there a while there's some nostalgia attached to it it's the same thing as when you know the whole tomorrowland speedway even though i i fully believe we should carpet bomb tomorrowland speedway um, it's uh, it, Triceratops spin has no merit. It's it it's useless. There there it's it's a wait for nothing. It's it's a wait for a midway carnival ride that you can ride in any in any church or defunct mall parking lot across the United States. I never understood uh, why they didn't make it pterodactyls. That would make so much more sense. Probably, yeah. I would guess, probably because the pterodactyl. Well, the Pterodondon ride over at uh, Universal Islands of Adventure at the time, I would guess. Okay. They didn't want to go to, I would, uh, that's at least that's what I would guess. 
And I was going to make a pee joke. Actually, I think that it also has to do with uh, Dumbo being an elephant, and it's a play on Dumbo, so they picked another burly, okay, sort of landlocked animal. Gotcha. Makes yeah, sense. that's that's another thing. Yeah, it's a uh, there's a lot more room, you know, if you hollow out a triceratops than there is uh, a pterodactyl. <laughs> you know, very true. Yeah, <laughs> if we're gonna murder an animal for a ride, damn it, let's make sure we can fit at least three people in there. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you may have to edit that out. <clears throat> My apologies. <laughs> now we're just gonna go. Go on. Go, go on. But no, to me, again, it's uh, it's it takes up space. It's there's really no merit to it, and to spare a lot of parents from having to wait in a line because their kid wants to go on, you know, prehistoric Dumbo. You know, you already had to, you know, you already had to swallow that pill in the Magic Kingdom. Let's let's not make them do it in two parks. So, <laughs> and with half the capacity. Here, here. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, Dan, what are you getting rid of? Well, I uh, I hate water rides. I think they're stupid. So I'm getting rid of Collie River Rapids. Ooh. I think I've I've done it. I've ridden it. I've never been more uncomfortable for the rest of a day in my whole life. Yep. Wore a red t-shirt. I mean, it's beyond. It's what beyond everything? that. It uh-huh. is, yeah. This is this is my biggest issue with that ride is that one, it's not long enough to justify the drenching that you get. At least with, you know, Splash Mountain, it's a fifteen minute ride, but this is just like a little loop, and they dump you underwater, and you walk around with you know your wallet soaking wet and your you know all your money destroyed. I I, as though I you know not that I'm speaking from specific experience. Um, I just don't I don't like it. And it, and I don't think it adds anything visually to the park, uh, whereas in California Adventure, Grizzly River Rapids uh, or Gri- Grizzly Falls or whatever it is called, has has one of the most iconic looking attractions in in any Disney park. The uh, you know Grizzly Peak, Collie River Rapids doesn't have that. Um, I again, I appreciate the conservation message of the of the ride but i just think it was sort of shoddily slapped together yeah that, that in uh that and in california you can dry you can dry yes yeah you're not you're not in a jungle climate theme park in the middle of 145 percent humidity that's yeah, right you don't dry i've if you get yeah, if you get wet, it's already tough enough to dry off when you get wet in Florida, but when you get wet in the Animal Kingdom, you're just you're, wet. you're yeah you're done. You might well, as well just buy a new outfit. Yeah, and it's not like there's a fifty percent chance you don't get it. You, I don't think I've seen anybody ever get off that ride not just dripping. Be like, oh, oh that was enjoyable. I got a little bit uh, a little bit of water. Now yeah. I'm. Now I'm, I'm cooled, cooled down. off, but now, like, now my it's, socks are ruined. Yeah, now it's well. I guess I'm going to squish back to the bus stop. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's one of the big reasons. If anybody's ever ridden it uh, at uh, Islands of Adventure Universal, uh, Popeye's Bilgerad barges, <laughs> there is there is a 200 percent chance of getting absolutely soaked to the bone. That and on you're, Dudley Do Right too. You're, Dudley Do Right is, as far as I'm concerned, I'm surprised that thing hasn't been taken off the market yet. I'm surprised somebody hasn't died on that because there's no, at least the last time I was there, there's no handles on the side. And when you go down that drop, you, if you're not leaning all the way back, you're almost coming out of that damn log. Yeah. Yeah. That that could be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that reminds me way too much of a, uh, like you know, it's a, like a dangerous Six Flags set up in Kentucky, being run by a minimum wage teenager. So no, no thanks. Okay, Dave, what about you? What are you getting rid of at Animal Kingdom? This one is easy. There doesn't need to be much discussion on this because I think we all agree. Primeval World hurts your neck. You kind of get beat up on it. Does anybody disagree? No. As much as I actually enjoy writing it, it's a chiropractor's dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it hurts when you come off of it. Yeah. Very that's, much so. Yeah. That's about it. Um, 
no, there's no discussion unless if anyone wants to share their um, wounds that they sustained. <laughs> it no. tastes like injury. <laughs> Where did that blood come from? Um, all right, so I'm going to go last, and it I was going to get rid of Primeval Whirl. However, that's no longer an option, and we've decimated not only all of Dino Land, but each individual ride in Dino Land, with the exception <laughs> of Dinosaur. Um, so I'm going to have to change up a little bit, and I'm going to get rid of It's Tough to Be a Bug. Um, I'm doing that because... It's just not that fun sometimes. I mean, you. Why it the the source material is old. There's no real payoff. I mean, you're you're in a smoky theater. It why? I'd rather have a you know an indoor bug exhibit where hey, look at the size of this beetle that you can get at the zoo, as opposed to the three D. Hey. I'm going to poke you in the back and pretend to be a bee. No, I, I, I agree. It's a very, it's a very Branson like attraction in, in a very advanced theme park. Uh, and if you're going to old yell or any of the Pixar movies, it's tough to be a bug. It's probably a safe one to do it. Yeah. Anyone have any uh, thoughts or objections? No, I'll get into that in a second. Yeah, I can agree. <laughs> Even though I'm keeping okay. it. It's, I, you make valid points. Yeah, yeah, I, I know I do. All right, well, with that being said, we would love to hear your opinion on this. What attractions in Disney's Animal Kingdom Park would you get rid of, would you plus, and would you keep lock, stock, and barrel? Let us know on Twitter, on Instagram. We'll give you that in just a minute. But before we do, I'm going to throw it on the horn and tell, have everyone tell you where you could find them. Right? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, starting with Steven, where can you be found on the interwebs? Yeah, you can get me at SJM Disney <clears throat> on Twitter and on Instagram. Okay, Tim? You can find me at uh, on the Twitter machine at plain underscore Tim. And once I am out of jail in the next uh, two days <laughs> and uh, 20 hours, you can find me on Facebook at Tim Schweska. <laughs> Real nice of the warden to let you record. <laughs> it was, it was. Uh, Saul's so very steak night, so I mean, uh, <laughs> ah, you're, you're lucky I skipped out on the feast, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Beefy Disney. You can find me on Instagram at Beefy Muchacho. Okay, Dave. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Figments Reality. I can be found on the Twitter machine and I guess the Instagram, but I don't post there too much. Um, at Chuck in the Chat, you can find all of us on Facebook and Twitter at The Mickey Dudes. And you can find us all up once again on Instagram at The Mickey Dudes Podcast. So thank you all for joining us this week. Feel free to let us know through any of those methods what you think of our choices and what your choices would be to make Disney's Animal Kingdom Park that much better. We hope you all have a fantastic week, and we will see you all next week. You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.